Welcome to Technology Forward, where we explore trends and developments in the additive manufacturing industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Technology Forward. I'm Leslie Langnaw, your host. Manufacturing has long relied on injection molding because it offers high precision and high volume production, but making molds for this process is often slow and costly. Formlabs recently commented that 3D printing is more of an accelerator for injection molding. 3D printers can introduce a hybrid approach where molds can be created faster and at a lower cost. I'm here with Kathy Bowie, engineering vertical lead at Formlabs to discuss this. So thank you for being with me here today, Kathy. Glad to be here. All right, so let's kind of dive in. How is 3D printing accelerating the production of molds? And are these molds, are they actually used in injection molding or are they there to do some other function in injection molding? Yeah, so injection molding, as you already mentioned, is kind of a tried and true process for very high volume production of plastic parts. And um, a traditional mold is usually made out of metal um, and it can take four to eight weeks to actually machine one of these molds out of aluminum or tool steel. Mm-hmm. And it can cost, you know, several thousand dollars upwards to, you know, a hundred thousand, depending on the complexity of the mold itself. Um, but with 3D printing, you can actually cut the, the time and the cost to, you know, a fraction of that. A 3D printed mold can be turned around in as little as 24 hours or, you know, a few days at most because um, it doesn't take very long to print these things. And uh, the cost can be as little as a few hundred dollars, labor included. So in that way, you know, we're speeding up the the mold making process, but it is actually um, a way for us to kind of introduce some flexibility and agility to a traditional manufacturing process. So rather than waiting for a mold that can take weeks and thousands of dollars to make, you can start to iterate on your design already um, without having to settle on, you know, a final design of your part and committing to, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars for a mold, you can begin to actually injection mold using a 3D printed tool immediately. And if there are changes to your design, um, you can go back and 3D print another mold. I'm sure, you know, people in manufacturing have heard of um, engineering changes and retooling, and you kind of avoid that because it's so costly in the traditional way. But with 3D printing, that kind of takes it out of the equation and you can actually feel more comfortable, you know, iterating uh, while you're trying to, you know, ramp up your manufacturing process um, because the cost is, you know, much lower. And yeah, to answer your question, these molds are actually being used to injection mold parts. So it's, it's not, you know, kind of a, a prototype of a mold just for, you know, look and feel, but it's actually functional. So before a designer gets to the final part, this hybrid process is really start playing with the mold now using a 3D printed resin-based mold. Play with, because it only needs a few times to be injection molded anyway to get the part that you want. Keep doing that until you finally get the design that you're looking for. And then you can switch over to a more sturdy material and injection molding if you want to do a production run. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yes, that is one use case for sure. You know, as great as 3D printed molds are, obviously it's not gonna be able to withstand, you know, hundreds of thousands of right. shots. So when you're ready to ramp up to that level of manufacturing, then you will commit to, you know, the, 
the more traditional tool. But for short runs um, where you're just, you know, checking your design or you're making a limited edition of something, um, 3D printed molds is a great option for that. So what kind of materials are we talking about for these 3D printed molds? Uh, yeah, Form Labs, we have um, SLA printed materials. So we have uh, generally plastics or composites of plastics and some type of filler. Form Labs has two options. Uh, one is high temp resin, which we launched a few years ago that can withstand upwards of 238 degrees Celsius. So it's a great option for, you know, high melting kind of um, plastics that need to be um, injected. Or um, last year we launched rigid 10K resin. And this one is a great option for limited run production molds because it is very stiff. So the 10K actually stands for 10,000 um, megapascals. So that's the stiffness of the material. It, it comes, you know, fairly close to some stiffness of some metals like aluminum. It's not quite there, but it's stiff enough, you know, much stiffer than, than your standard plastic. And it allows for better accuracy in your part. As you can imagine, when you're injecting, there's a certain level of pressure that the mold has to undergo. So if the material is too flexible, your mold will, you know, flex and kind of create flash or, you know, is not quite accurate. But with a, a stiffer material, your mold can kind of retain that geometry as the pressure is, you know, being introduced while injecting. Um, so, you know, part number one versus part 1000 can mm -hmm. still be fairly close and, and fewer variabilities. Now, are there some concerns or some limitations that a designer should know about when using this hybrid approach? How can they manage their expectations mm -hmm. of what they can get, realizing that a 3D printed mold is not going to deliver exactly what they want as, for example, an aluminum-based mold? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I have heard of criticisms of 3D printed mold not lasting as long and things along those lines. And I think setting expectations is, is a great way to do that. Obviously, it's not a one-for-one -one drop in replacement because after all, it is plastic. So there are certain design considerations that you have to make by creating chamfers or reducing the angles of, of the mold. And, you know, we have white papers and design guides to kind of walk you through that process on how to accommodate for a material that's softer than metal to make these molds. But for the amount of shots that you can get out of the mold also depends on the geometry of your part and mm. um, the complexity of the mold. You know, how many pieces have to come together to make this mold? Are there inserts, things like that. So a great kind of example of how many um, shots you can get out of one mold is with um, a case study that we did with Brascom, which is one of the world's you know, leading petrochemical companies. So last year at the beginning of COVID, they actually used one of our resins, um, high temp resin to iterate on a mold to make um, mask straps for their workforce. And they were able to get, I think above 1500 shots out of each mold. And there were some molds that could go for longer, just depending on, you know, the design and, and uh, the pressure and the types of plastic being injected. That's a, that's a good point you made about the geometry because you can't do everything with an injection, with a 3D printed injection mold that you might wanna do if you're going to switch over to a higher production process. So mm -hmm. you have to keep that in mind. Yep. About that too. Yeah. yeah. What are some design tips that you might give an engineer? That's a great question. We do have design tips detailed in some of our white papers, but 
one of the things that we normally tell people is to pay attention to draft angles because the the sharper the angles, the the higher the stress risers in those angles, and it's easier for the mold to fail、um, under high pressure.、Uh, a lot of our customers who have done this successfully, and leaders in the industry who have been able to give us advice on on how to get started and be successful with three D printed molds. Now, I'm assuming if if de- designers are looking at this more as a hybrid process, the number of times they would use a 3D printed mold would be fewer than maybe a thousand, or is there an ideal number?、Um, I don't think there is an ideal number per se.、Um, it, again, it comes down to the complexity of the part, but I think in the thousands is kind of where your expectation should be per mold. Yeah, a few thousands or less. Okay. Now, recently, I've seen some press releases about three D printing manufacturers developing an aluminum three D printable powder that is very close to aluminum as far as the mechanical properties and stuff. I know Formlabs is more involved in the in the plastics and in the resin industries, but what are your thoughts on that、mm-hmm. as a possible a material to use to create an injection mold? Yeah, and I think it's、uh, it's viable. You know, after all, it is aluminum. It's definitely viable, and it's probably just by the mere fact that it is aluminum, it will probably last longer than a plastic mold. But with that being said, you know, it really depends on the quality of the print itself. So,、mm-hmm. you know, if there are porosity or defects in the print, then obviously your mold's not going to last as long as you would expect out of a machined、um, aluminum mold. But yeah, in general, I, I do think it's viable. But one of the things that I think will be a challenge for a lot of people to overcome, especially for SMBs,、um, small medium businesses, is you know the capital investment upfront for a three D printer, three D printer cap- capable of printing metals. So you know if you're looking to kind of dip your toes and kind of try to understand this hybrid approach, plastics or or composite molds are just an easier pathway to get to that. Um, because the upfront cost is is a lot lower. Now that brings up an interesting thing. So most injection molding is kind of done via service providers.、Mm-hmm. So how would this work if somebody were to take a three D printed injection developed mold for injection molding? Is that something that they would give to their service provider, or how is that going to be handled? Yeah, we've actually talked to a few、um, service providers, and it depends. It varies from service providers. One to one, you know, provider might prefer to work with you on the design of、mm-hmm. the mold itself because they are the experts、um, in mold design to begin with.、Um, and then some, you know, will just throw your mold onto their machine and see if it works. <laughs> um, so it, it really comes down to who you're working with,、um, but usually, I think if you know you're outsourcing,、um, generally there is some kind of consulting that happens in the process before the mold is actually designed and printed. I was going to say that, and usually, if you come to a service provider with the idea of a 3D printing mold,、um, sometimes there is a level of convincing that you would have to do before they would accept the job. <laughs> But we have had success where you know people have have been skeptical and tried it and said actually I, this works out pretty well. <laughs> well, I'm kind of under the assumption that Form Labs has some of its printers in some service providers' facilities, and that's one of the reasons you're having a conversation about 
using plastic 3D printed molds for an injection molding process. So is, is that the case? I am not sure. Um, okay. If we have service providers who are using this for injection molding for their business, but I do know of companies who use it internally, um, like Brascom is one mm -hmm. of them. And we have a couple of other uh, companies like Nova's Apps who are, you know, kind of a design consulting firm and they do their own injection molding in-house. Um, and they use our printers and our materials to design the molds and do limited run production. So this is then more of an application that Formlabs has that some of your customers are using, but it's not necessarily working through 3D printed service bureaus or through injection molding bureaus, I mean. Not yet. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're trying but, to get there. But it is an application. So if you have the 3D printers, if you have the injection molding capability, this is an option you can consider mm -hmm. when you're yes. developing your designs. Yes, definitely. Okay. That's all the questions that I had. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to mention? Yeah, I, I actually think it's it's kind of an interesting um, topic, you know, hybrid workflow in general, not just um, in injection molding, mm -hmm. because a lot of the times people talk about 3D printing as kind of um, in opposition to traditional manufacturing that one day we'll be able to directly print everything. Um, but I think we're kind of a long way from that. And the best way to use 3D printing right now is in these kinds of hybrid workflows. And injection molding is just one of them, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, since you've been in the industry for so long. It's accelerating innovation in a way, so it's exciting yeah. to, to be part of it. I tell people all the time that, you know, I, I would love to see a 3D printer in a machine shop, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. just alongside all of the other ways of fabricating. It's just another method and it's That's not meant happening. to replace anything. Okay. Well, thank you for being with me to here, Kathy. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me.